And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, our show is going to focus on mindfulness. We have an excellent metaphysical teacher, personal development expert. She's going to offer a lot of tips and advice on how to remain calm and steady in an increasingly insane world. Let us begin tonight's program. It is a great honor to welcome to our show Aura Nadrich. She is a thought coach, mindfulness teacher, founder of the Institute for Transformational Thinking, and author of Says Who and Live True. I mean, seriously. Good, good titles for books. Learn more about Aura by going to her website at auranatrix.com, and I'll spell it for you. O-R-A-N-A-D-R-I-C-H.com. Aura, welcome to our show. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. So, I had the pleasure of uh, reading this book, Live True, Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. It's pretty, pretty awesome. And one of the first questions I have for you is, what is the... Two of the best ways for a person to transform their reality. If cause right now, I think that people could be stuck into a certain mentality, whether they're stuck in fear or they're stuck in habits they've done over and over again. But what are the two of the biggest ways that you can break through and change old habits and really kind of kickstart your evolution? Well, that's where mindfulness really is key, and it's such an incredible practice, if you will, because what it does is it makes you more aware. And when we're more aware, we have a heightened awareness. And when we have a heightened awareness, we just see more, we know more, we are expanding the lens, we're widening the lens of reality, if you will. So instead of looking at it through just a very narrow lens, we start to really widen the lens. We start to widen our perceptions so that we can see more. And when we see more, we know more. And when we know more, we are more empowered, if you will. So I would say start with working on your awareness and having an awareness of your thoughts, having an awareness of your beliefs, having an aware of whether or not they're expansive or they're limited. Okay, when it comes to awareness, are we talking about the awareness of the belief patterns that a spirit is undertaking and utilizing through its current incarnation as a human being? Because I'm curious, this is this like a, a two-part question is that when you discuss expanding awareness, we're talking about perception within the confines of the human body. Are we discussing awareness with the idea that you are maybe turning away from the body, going in tune with your spirit, 
and maybe having maybe. a self-actualization of that you are spirit in order to gain the perception that you probably don't have currently or in its full capacity within the confines of a human body. Mm, that's a really that's a really loaded question, um, but I like it. You know, I think of one of my favorite quotes by French philosopher Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, if you haven't heard it, and that is that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So we know we're in this body. We're spirits. We each come in a unique, one-of-a-kind spirit that inhabits this vehicle of ours, our body. And we're really moving through life having these life experiences, if you will, these human experiences. So it's a multidimensional experience. But what happens is that we get very caught up in the focus on life in a way that's just at times very much connected to the ego, ego, you know, fueling the ego. We get over-identified with our human experience that we're, all of a sudden we're like, well, wait a minute, um, who's occupying this body? And it is the spirit. So we forget about that, that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So when I talk about the type of awareness is that we start to heighten our awareness and it becomes multi-layered, if you will. It becomes more multi-dimensional. Do you know that we're, it's like, imagine just like looking through, as I said, a really very narrow lens. You're missing out on so much, but you widen that lens. I mean, imagine if you took a really tiny lens and you were looking through it and you were just seeing just a part of something. And then suddenly you widen that lens and widen that lens and widen it even more. And then you see this huge expanse of space, which could be called the cosmos, you know, and you, maybe you were looking at just one star and think of all the stars that occupy the cosmos. So that's to me, and I hope that's answered your question. It's like, you know, if you talk about past lives or what really is the time continuum and what is the multidimensionality that we're actually experiencing of our, you know, of our own personal lives, that's so personal. Like everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's riding their <laughs> own wave, do you know? And it's, really up to us to decide what we want this journey to be about. Do we want it to have a really wide, more expansive, more higher consciousness experience here? Or do we want to have a very limited, narrow, you know, core belief, you know, what you're attached to in your core beliefs experience? You know, I think every day is a new day to heighten our awareness and raise consciousness personally. I agree. I like to always have fun, too, and like to make things a little better and hopefully, you know, be happy. We're talking about expanding perception. There was a key lesson I took away from this film. I think it came out in 2004 called What the Bleep Do We Know? Yeah. I'll never forget, it's about the idea that apparently the eye sees billions of bits of information. The brain is only able to process a small amount of information. So when it comes to perceiving and expanding your perception, is it completely contingent upon what your brain is able to process based on what the eyes see, or is it more or less contingent upon the idea of, well, step away from the physical body because the physical body has limitations, whereas spirit is infinite, and you just focus on mindfulness with, with the hope that you become a, have a greater sense of awareness within spirit, and that's where the perception comes, and that's where the widening comes through spirit. Well, I think that's a little bit of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. I mean, I think that we're this, 
whole organism, if you will, and then you connect the whole organism of self, and then you connect that to the collective organism or the cosmic organism, and then we're just this full-blown consciousness experience that we're not separate from anything, do you know? So I feel that what ignites the brain, I mean, you want to really, that's again, mindfulness. It's like mindfulness is being in the present moment with total awareness. Do you know, it's like being aware of yourself, being aware of others, being aware of your environment. And then it just starts to widen from there. So I think that the more present we are, the more we're able to really, again, going back to that metaphor of widening the lens. And I think that what that experience then starts to be is, very expansive and then you're igniting those neurons in the brain and you're firing those chemicals up and i think that that's really the way i envision the future is that we're going to be able to create these incredible experiences that we're going to have that based on how we're perceiving you know the perception of how we're looking out into the world out into the universe if you will and then that gets mirrored back to us and then it ignites the chemicals and those neurotransmitters and then we can tap into all sorts of amazing endorphins and the type of um i think uh it, you know it, releasing chemicals in the brain that we're not going to need substances we're not going to need to rely on things we're going to be able to be so self-sufficient in this incredible experience that we're going to be able to provide for ourselves. You know, I think we're just getting started. You know, Good. I say we're I, in the we're in the future, but we're moving rather quickly in it, you know. Well, I would love it. I'd love to have something that doesn't involve a massive death or die off, which it seems to be happening which we've been covering on our show like yeah, going to the transhumanism. <laughs> I'm trying to break out of that. I really do. I'm not we're not we'll go into it too much at all, but I just that, that breaking away from transhumanism, not my thing. I don't want to become merged in the machines. <laughs> I, I don't like it. I, I just I like just enough internet and just enough video games. I was happy with 16-bit <laughs> video games. Like, okay, Pac-Man was pretty cool, but now everything is so real. And I uh, right, you don't want to. You want to. You don't want to like literally enter into the game. Well, we are in it anyway. It's like I love that. What is it? That great Buddhist saying: "Be in it, but not of it." You know, um, that's one way to look at it. Look, we're in it, and everything's advancing so extemporaneously that we would be foolish to think that here man creates all sorts of, you know, superpowers, you know, outside of himself when we we possess superpowers within ourselves, you know. But we're projecting so much of that outside of ourselves, and we're creating all of this, like, superpower technology. And, yeah, if we're not doing the very thing I'm suggesting, raise awareness, raise your consciousness so that, you know, artificial intelligence doesn't outsmart you. Do you know? I don't that know. I don't see how it doesn't outsmart us. I mean, the brain is pretty much, I mean, how could a brain keep pace with quantum computing, something that can calculate, you know, trillions of actions within oh. a second? Well, guess who's creating that? We are. I mean, so if we can't really control the very things that we're creating, I mean, that's a big meditation right there. You know, that's why consciousness really needs to be brought into the conversation because we are capable of creating and manifesting such superpowers. As I said, you know, these superpowers through technology and machinery and all sorts of things that are just unbelievably powerful that could end up being our undoing. Sure you know, they and are. that's why. I'm 
And I talk about that. I have a third book coming out next year, and I really talk about that. That's why the understanding of consciousness, you know, if we're so materialistically or technology-oriented at the expense and at the threat of our own, you know, spiritual or, you know, conscious-raising efforts, then what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here on this planet? I have no idea. I mean, I, maybe it could be to eat ice cream to have uh, IPA beer because there's such a wide variety of ice cream and beer. Maybe that could be it. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's what I think might be. One I think, of the things. Yeah. Don't forget to stop and eat ice cream, of well, that, course. And you know? also, yeah, I have a distinctive purpose in life, and my wife doesn't like it when I tell her this, but I said, look, I said, in a previous lifetime, you were responsible for killing millions of people, and that's why I married you to, to torment you every day. I'm like, I am your karma. <laughs> And she's kind of believing that right now. She's like, oh, my God, what did I do? What did I do? She much believes that. In your book, Live True, Chapter 9 starts out with a quote by Lao Tzu, which I thought, I, I've read this quote thousands of times. The key to growth is the, under, is the introduction of higher dimensions of consciousness into our awareness. So how do you introduce higher dimensions of consciousness into your awareness? Do you... You know, take drugs? Do you just meditate? Do you have profound experience? What are some of the ways you can get into the higher dimensions? Well, you know, whatever gets you through the night. You know, okay. everybody has their own way of what they think is going to trip the light fantastic. It's like, what's going to really blow your mind? Or, you know, if you feel you need your mind blown, I think that there's going to be so many ways we're going to blow our minds in ways that we don't have to depend on things outside of ourselves like i said you know that's just my vision for the future that we have it all inside us anyway and one of the reasons why mindfulness is such a gateway into uh transformational thinking and expansive thinking if you will is because when you really start to master the mind and you really value the moment and then when you're so present in the moment time kind of disappears in a way and i don't mean irresponsibly i think that you start to understand the alchemy of what time really means and we're such you know, busy people trying to stay busy, trying to escape the moment every possible turn that we can. It's just, it's so foolish. And I think, wow, you know, here we all are all trying to race out of the moment that we're in to go into the future, or we're so busy trying to like squeeze ourselves back into the past, like a snake that's trying to crawl into a skin that it needs to shed. And the one time frame that we have the hardest time really being at peace with is the present moment. Do you know, so we've got some learning to do here. We need to like <laughs> stop being so busy and impatient and thinking the next moment is going to be better. I mean, that in itself is really compulsive, do you know, and obsessive. And that like, oh, maybe the next minute will be better, and then after that, the next minute will be better, and then the minute after that. And it's, it's well, you know, like, or you can think the way I do. I think that I, I'm older, and I say, look, it's like you know, nothing is. Things are are only going to get progressively worse. I'm old. I mean, I'm going to be one inch closer to death, so I might as well live in the present moment because the next moment after that, it's only going to get worse. I mean, that's just yeah, how I do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's all the like? Where, where like I I say, you know, there. Well, there's this uh, research I think is out of Harvard that the mind wanders almost fifty percent of the time, and I and I say, where are we? Where where, where are we? Like, where where do we think we need to be? Where are we going? You know, we're so busy going, and we're, we have such a hard time being in the moment. Like, what's so horrible about the present moment? You know, you might, you might get stuck in being with yourself and having to go deeper into yourself, and that's just too difficult for you or too painful or too uncomfortable. What is it? What, what are we all running from? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a lot of people are stressed and worried, and 
one thing I love in chapter nine is that you do this thing called the raise your consciousness challenge, which is pretty cool because on social media, people are doing the dumbest things like I'm going to do the fire challenge. I'm going to set my house on fire challenge and run down the street challenge. I'm like, raise your consciousness challenge or where to set the bar for something positive in this world. Uh, I think it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, Ryan. You know, you I so appreciate you saying for that. that. It's like, yeah, yeah let's throw ice, <laughs> so throw ice of bucket of ice over our head and do that challenge. Like, yeah, let's do that challenge, you know, or yeah, how about that? What a thought. Let's raise our consciousness challenge. Like, yeah. what did you do today that raised your consciousness just even a little bit? Yeah. You know? Well, when it comes to the raising your consciousness, I'm just curious that we look at the bodies. We look at our bodies. We have like, uh, all kinds of wet, right? Sorry, wet blood cells, red blood cells going around. And I don't know if they know if they're doing something positive or negative. And you know, they're, they're just kind of doing their thing. And the white blood cells, okay, well, we have to find infection. So, through the the consciousness of their perspective, they probably think that they're the most evolved things that are out there. They have no idea that they are part of one body. And I like to view myself as part of that. I think that we're probably on a micro scale, on a part of a, a greater being. And maybe the people that are standing up and trying to put light in this world where the white blood cells that are trying to get against the virus and the virus could be this darkness that is coming over human consciousness. So mm. this idea of raising our, our, our consciousness, is it theoretically speaking, is that something that, that needs to be done? I mean, do we have to raise our, our consciousness Does, or do we just accept the fact that, okay, look, we can't do that or we can only shift our perspective and only be a point of attraction that's something we want to focus on? Because how can... Um, part of the same frequency or the same consciousness be any higher or lower than any other particle which comprises that same prime consciousness? Well, I think, you know, yes, obviously where we put our focus and awareness and our attention onto, clearly that's where energy goes, you know, and that's something that I think each and every one of us needs to ask ourselves daily, like, where am I putting my focus? What do I want? You know, what's, what's my intention? What's, what's, you know, what do I want to do today? And that's also a very conscious question to ask oneself, you know, that where do you want to put your energy? What is it that you want? You know, what do we all want, really? So I think that when we really are clear about where we want to put our focus and our attention, put our, you know, attention on our intention, you know, even if we start with that, that we start to really... I want to say play with energy, if you will, in that we're really very much our own agents of deciding where we want energy to go and we want energy to flow. You know, and I just don't think, you know, unless you're somebody who is a mindful person or you have certain disciplines that you practice, you know, not to say that that makes you a total conscious human being, but I think if you give yourself the time to really focus on you know, this day or this moment is the most important moment that there is. Who am I in this moment right now? And, you know, having a conscious awareness of what this moment means to you and having that awareness again, having the awareness, heightening the awareness, and where do you want to put your energy, your focus, you know, again, intention, and what is what do you feel your purpose is? And I don't mean like it has to be some long-term purpose where you've got to like solve the the problems of the universe i mean like what do you want to do today what do you want to do right in this minute and when you think of it as energy because everything is energy then that's what you're emanating out into the world do you know and if we were all more conscious human beings and we took responsibility for 
each and every moment that we're in, imagine the vibrance, the vibration and the frequency of that energy and what we're putting out each moment. That's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, it's very powerful. And uh, one of the chapters in your book is about truth, which I'm always seeking. I'm always seeking truth, always seeking wisdom. And I don't care where it is or how hard it is. I mean, my thing, my, I practice seeking truth by getting on the scale first thing in the morning. It's like one of the most painful things, but it's the first thing I do because I just want to get that hard part out of the way and I face the devil first thing in the morning. And, you know, some days it's pretty good and some days it isn't. I think my scale is possessed, by the way, because it gives me these false readings after a couple of times. It makes me think that I'm like weighing less. And then I get on it like five minutes later and then it says I weigh five more pounds and I know it's possessed. It, it's definitely possessed, so I i got to sage my scale, but that's another story another time. Chapter 19, you start off with this quote by Johnny, 32. The truth shall set you free. And then you have two more quotes. One of them is by Thomas Jefferson, which I absolutely love. And it is saying, honesty is the first chapter in the Book of Wisdom. Okay, so we establish the fact that truth is so important, but yet some people have this idea that truth is truth unto them, and some of them may actually have a bias. They may decide, okay, well... Because I have a truth or I have a certain ideology, what I see in the world will always have to conform and twist to that ideology. So how does one find genuine truth even if they have these passionate belief patterns that could, in a way, prevent them from seeing truth in its totality? Well, that's a really good question, especially holding that up to right now and the times that we're in. Because when I wrote that book, that was obviously pre-COVID and pre-everything that we're going through right now, which is that the world just almost just turned upside down. And so we're living in a time where truth is a very sort of very interesting thing to focus on because never before in my lifetime have I seen so many different opinions uh, so many distortions, so much opposition, so much uh, different ideologies being bantied about and theories, you know, depending on what side of political correctness or political incorrectness you're on. I mean, there's so much going on right now. So to hold up the word truth to what we're experiencing really, for me, holds a whole new meaning because Every day, and I'm a truth seeker just like you are. You know, I'm 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 a truth junkie. Like I want to know the truth, and I will seek white awesome. far or go or go down as many rabbit holes as I possibly can to find the truth. You know, and I think it's incumbent upon all of us to do our work in that department, and just not to rely on other truths or other people's truths or you know, what we're being fed daily. You know, I think we need to find out what our truth is, but what I think we need to be very mindful of is how attached to that truth are we? What is our, you know, what are our biases around that truth or our judgments? Or are we able to hold other people's truths without just dividing camps? I mean, I have, like I said, never seen so much opposition than I am witnessing at this moment in time. And people are all over the map about what they think truth is, do you know? And I think this is going to be quite the ride, you know, and it already has started off that way. 2020 just kicked us into high gear so fast. 
And so what I'm subscribing to for me personally is that, and I posted something on uh, Instagram today with a picture of Albert Einstein. And um, basically what I had, what I said in my post, which I posted today or yesterday was give something serious thought before you claim to know it's a fact because I'm, I'm, Thank you. I, I'm not liking that people are so quick to write each other off. It's a deal breaker. This is ending friendships. This is ending uh, community bonds. This is, and, you know, family members don't want to talk to each other. Uh, there's something going on here. And I, and I say this, Ryan, all by using your question in it around truth. I think that there's so much that is shrouded right now that we're going to have to be really good veil lifters. We're going to be, you know, I always love that analogy of, you know, the Wizard of Oz was a little man behind a curtain that had everybody petrified. Do you know, we're going to have to be the ones that are going to have to, you know, move back the curtain and lift the veils. And, you know, this is not for people that are lazy or just want it easy. This isn't what it's about. If you really want to go looking for the truth and you really want to know what the truth is, we all got to do the work here. Nobody's That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Do the work. That's what, you know, we need everyone participating. Or I want to throw a, a theory out at you and I want to know what your thoughts are, what you feel about this. Because you said that there's, a, there's something going on. And I feel that the people that really run everything, the people, the elites, they are purposely instigating a war among the American people. They're, a they're, civil, they're, civil war? A civil they're, war? They're, they're purposely instigating a civil war, and they're also doing it worldwide. But I think I see the greater purpose of this is what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to, to initiate war so they'll take out a lot of people, as many people as possible, so people will be focused mm-hmm. on each other. They won't focus on what is really going on. I also think that they're... They could be trying to get out people who are trying to lift the veil. I think it's kind of like it's an ex- kind of way like a all too easy cover to, them, to take out certain people that are trying to bring attention to what's going on. So I do I do um, worry about that. I'm curious how you see it, and what do you think is the greatest battle in our lifetime right now? Well, that's that's an interesting take on it, Ryan. You know, I think our greatest battle right now is to uh, find the truth no matter what, and to be courageous and to be fearless. And, you know, we we hear so much of, you know, even what we're talking about, and there are people that are weighing in on social media, and uh, there's a lot of controversy on social media right now. And I'm curious when, when whether it's in a political context or it's um, different theories, which are labeled scientific theories or pseudoscience theories, um, who's the they? I, I don't even know who the they is at this point. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people that think the they is, well, you know, vote for this person versus that person, and then this will happen versus that's going to happen. I I don't really know. You know, I'm reserving judgment in that I want to be a good observer and I want to be able to really take in information that is based in wisdom. And I know sometimes it's, it's very confusing, there's like we talked about in the beginning, there's so much going on right now. And what I'm seeing, if I were watching a movie, if I were watching the times that we're in right now, and I would ask everybody to try and do this, 
just, just let's say you were sitting in a movie theater and you were watching us, this, everything that's playing out as a movie, what would you be thinking about it? What I'd, would you believe? I'd walk out of the theater. I'd say, this movie sucks. <laughs> I'd say, you know what? No, I, I, I want to see Care Bears. I came in to, to have fun and love. I don't want to see this stuff. Come on, this is this is this That's is seriously hysterical. This is, That's this, like I know. I mean, people are saying, like, "Oh my M. god, I, I've movie. lost the plot. I've what? lost the plot." I don't like this. I don't like the. What's going on with this? Who directed this stuff? <laughs> this is terrible. This is, it's it's kind of uh, it's definitely got us all wondering what is going on, and you know, like I said. Some people are weighing in that this is going on or that's going on or you should vote for this person or you should vote for that person or you should believe this ideology or you should believe this theory. And there's a whole lot of shaking going on right now. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but you don't, we haven't even touched upon this yet, but how? what about you? How did you come into your wisdom? How did you, I mean, when you were born, did you always have this, this passion for learning? And I'm just curious, how did you come about you know, your wisdom? I... I definitely, you know, I get asked that question a lot, and I look, think back to when I was a little girl. I definitely was, um, I, I mean, I was writing existential poetry, I think, at 10 years old. I remember writing these, like, really abstract poems, you know. I remember reading a poem in front of my sixth-grade class. I mean, how old was I? Like, 12? And I remember my teachers literally questioning and saying, did you, did you really write that? And I'm like, yeah, I did, you know. So I think I was always somebody who was looking at the world. I mean, I didn't have the bandwidth as a child. You know, I wasn't an existentialist at, you know, at 10 years old, but I certainly had the makings of it for sure because I was very curious. I was contemplative. I think a lot of the things that I do today, it makes sense to me. Like I was the youngest of four, so nobody was sort of, breathing down my neck. I got a lot of hall passes because I was the youngest. So it gave me time to like have a really great imaginary world and be very creative. And I was a very creative child. And then when I got a little bit older, starting to write those poems and then being a writer. So, and then when I speak about mindfulness, you know, um, and also as a meditation teacher where the saying of thoughts when you're in meditation, it's not trying to stop the thoughts. It's just allowing them to come through come across your mind as if you were watching clouds moving across the sky. And I was the girl that used to love to lie in an open field of grass and watch the clouds moving across the sky. So if I look at all of that, I think that I had the makings and the nature, if you will, of being the person that I am today. It was there. It's really awesome that they, um, you already knew then. What do you think are two ways that a person can access their full potential, that maybe it's very overlooked when talking about mindfulness, raising vibration. I love that you discuss in your books utilizing service, showing compassion, having intention, but what is, are there are those some of the ways, or what are some of the other ways that a person can really you know, accelerate their own growth? You know, right now with everything that's going on, because there's so many changes, and it's really changed a lot of people's lives, you know, and in many, many ways, but I also say it's a time of personal transformation, meaning that you can really ask yourself a lot of questions right now, because maybe you're really looking at things very differently, like, who am I? 
maybe the job that you had um, you don't want to really go back to. Maybe you've been in a relationship that hasn't really, uh, you know, supported your authenticity, if you will. You know, I think that a lot of people are looking at things much more closely right now. So it's a really good time to ask yourself these questions. Do you know, who am I? You know, what do I want to do moving forward? You know, am I living the authentic self-life? You know, that's what Live True is about. It's a mindfulness guide to authenticity. You know, finding out who are we really? Because so many people have lived their lives not even really knowing who they are. They've been so many things to so many people, you know, or morphed themselves into so many different things for different reasons that they don't even really know themselves all that well. And it's a pretty darn good time to find out who am I really? It's Aura Nature. Nature. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Learn more about Aura by going to her website at auranatrix.com. And also, Aura hosts Mindfulness Mondays at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll post a link on that. It's on Facebook Live. You should definitely check it out. Aura, really love talking with you. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our wonderful guest, Aura Natures, and special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Constance Stellas, Ms. Lisa McGarity, and our associate producer, Jenny Lumisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outoflimitsradio.com. And until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.